This message is brought to you by Supernatural Life Ministry. Receive with excitement and grasp with passion the engrafted Word of God as it comes your way through God's servant, Ike Aziji, of the Supernatural Life Ministry. A man called by God with an embodiment of great grace and a mandate to reawake the greatness in you and to deliver mankind from every deception of the enemy. Now get ready for an unusual encounter with the Word of God that will take your life to the next level. And we're looking at the topic this morning called seeing through the lens of God's grace or the lens of of God's grace, as you may call it. And I want you to know this morning, I'll be focusing on how to grow in grace. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You see, um, I'm, first of all, you know, I wanted to bring your family together to listen to the word of God and also stay food after the, after this, there will be communion service. You know, you get your bread and all that together after this, and uh, there will be communion service. And I know the Lord will touch you in the name of Jesus. Now, you see, I want to correct this, uh, misconception people have about grace. You see, when people you know, hear the word grace, uh, they immediately think it is an excuse to live in sin or an excuse to be lazy. Hallelujah. We have been called to freedom, but we should never allow our freedom to be an incentive for the flesh. Hallelujah. So, Grace is not inactivity. You see, when you hear grace, grace is never inactivity. Hallelujah. You see, grace is a person. Grace is Jesus personified. I'm going to show you that from the scriptures. People say grace is unmerited favor. I agree. There's more to that. Hallelujah. Grace is a person. Grace is not a doctrine. Grace is not a message. Grace is not a subject in the kingdom of God. Grace is not a topic in the kingdom of God. Grace is a person. Grace is Jesus personified. Can you shout hallelujah? Now we're starting this morning from um, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 7. And the Bible says... And he has generously given each one of us supernatural grace according to the size of the gift of Christ. Hallelujah. Now the Bible is comparing supernatural grace to Christ. That the supernatural grace of God is the same thing as Christ. It's equal to Christ. You have Christ in your life, you have the grace of God. And you can, you can agree with me this morning that what really made Christ what he was when Christ was on the earth was the spirit of God. That the grace of God, what works in Christ was the Holy Spirit. That is to say that the gift of Christ is the gift of the spirit of God. Hallelujah. That means the gift of the spirit of God is the gift of the spirit. That means is 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 the spirit of grace. Now what he's trying to say. What he's trying to say there is that that the spirit of grace 
is the spirit of Christ. Hallelujah. So I want us to understand this, understand this before I go forward so you can understand where I'm going this morning. What I'm trying to tell is that what operated in Christ was the Holy Spirit. And it's a person. It's not a thing that you feel or you see. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the supernatural grace of God is given to us by the Spirit of God, which is the Spirit of grace. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, my question is that how can I assess the grace of God? Or what is the grace of God? I will say the grace of God is the power and the ability of God coming into your life by the Holy Spirit to enable you to do what you cannot do by yourself. Or to enable you to do whatever you need to be done. Whatever you know, whatever you need to do, it, can, it comes to empower you to do whatever you need to do. And it comes into your life to help you do the things that you cannot do on your own. Can you shout amen? So, and every one of us has been given the grace of God. Hallelujah. Every one of us. You see, how can I assess the grace of God? Um, number one way to assess the grace of God is through faith. There's no other way. That's no other way. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8, I'm going to do a little bit of teaching this morning. I want to be a little, I want to be a little bit slow so you can follow me. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8, For by grace ye have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. The Bible is calling the grace of God the gift of God. In the first place we read, it calls it the gift of Christ. Now it's calling it the gift of God. That's the gift of God is the grace of God. The gift of God is the grace of Christ. The gift of God is the spirit of grace. Glory to God. And that is what God has given to us. And you assess that by faith. That is the only way you can assess that is by faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And Galatians chapter 3 and verse 14, Galatians chapter 3 and verse 14, the Bible says that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. The only way you can receive the Spirit of grace is through faith. The only way you can receive the gift of God is through faith. It's been given. All we need to do is just to receive it by faith. Accept it by faith. And it will work in our lives in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, I want to define faith in my own language or from the Bible. What is faith? Now, I know there are many Bible verses and there are many places in Hebrew that talks about what faith, what faith is. But I want to define faith from Colossians chapter 1 and verse 4. And the Bible says, For we have heard of your faith in Christ. And the Amplified began to explain what that means. He said, the leaning of your entire human personality on him in absolute trust and confidence in his power, his wisdom, and his goodness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, faith is your leaning or your, your leaning completely on the absolute or absolute trust you're leaning completely and your absolute trust and confidence in the power of god in the wisdom of god and in the goodness of god 
Can you shout amen? And that is how God wants us to live. God wants us to submit to him. You see, if you look at what is going on in the world today, you can agree with me that this is a call for us to have more faith in God. It's a call for us to have faith in God. You see, when something starts to happen, or when you see something happen on a global scale, I want to tell you something. When you see something happen on a global scale, you better pay attention because it has a prophetic significance. Whatever that is going on today has a prophetic significance. I see if we, if we can respect the virus, we cannot see. That means we must surely believe, have faith, and submit to the God we cannot see. Can you shout amen? It's a call for faith. The season we are in right now is a call for faith. And faith is a channel for you to assess the grace of God. Faith is a channel for you to accept the spirit of grace. And that is what is at work in our lives. And my question is this morning, how do I grow in grace? How do I grow in grace? How do I grow in the grace of God? You see, this is very important. You see, you can't grow in the, hallelujah. You grow in the grace of God by growing in the knowledge and application of God's word in your life. That's the only way you can grow in grace. Because what we are dealing with this morning is how to allow the spirit of grace to lead, to lead you in your life. Hallelujah. Now, um, Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 18, the Bible says, But grow in grace, undeserved favor, spiritual strength. He's calling grace um, undeserved favor. And he's also calling grace this spiritual strength. And recognition and knowledge and understanding of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Messiah. What is he saying? He said, you can only grow in grace by growing in the knowledge of God. You can only grow in grace by growing in the knowledge of God. How much word of God, knowledge of the word that you know and you apply in your life determines your growth. Remember with me that the word of God carries, the word of God is a logos. But behind that logos is the rhema. The voice of the spirit. Glory to God. And when you start to read that word, that voice, that spirit of grace will begin to speak to you. You will grow in that grace because of the understanding you will get from that word, from the rhema word that will cause your spiritual strength to grow. Hallelujah. So the more you grow in the knowledge of the word, the more you grow in your spiritual strength. The more you grow in the knowledge of the word, the more you grow in undeserved favor from God. The more you grow in the knowledge of the word, the more you grow in grace. Can you shout hallelujah? Can you shout hallelujah? That is how you grow in grace. And God wants us to grow in grace. Can you shout hallelujah? By going to the word. Hallelujah. And my question this morning is, why must I grow in grace? This is where I'm going. This is exactly where this teaching 
this is where I'm, I'm trying to get to. And I want to pay very, very good attention here. Hallelujah. Now, the question, why must I grow in grace? Oh, number one, oh, which is the only one I'm going to take today, I, you, you must grow in grace for clarity of hearing and understanding and communication of God's plan for your life by the Spirit of God. That is a major reason why you must grow in the grace of God. Hallelujah. You see, God is not just for emergencies. The Spirit of God is not just for emergencies. Some, some of some people, they will never contact God or get God involved in what they do until they have emergency situation. That is not how we are designed to live. The Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of grace, He wants to be involved in your everyday life. And He wants to be involved in everything that you do. Hallelujah. You see, I want to share with you a little bit from John chapter 5 and verse 20 about the story of Jesus. You see, the Bible says that the Father dearly loves the Son, John chapter 5 and verse 20, and discloses to discloses to or shows him everything that he himself does. And he will disclose to him, let him see greater things yet than these, so that you may marvel and be full of wonder and astonishment. See, this is the Bible talking about Jesus. He said that the Father reveals Jesus. He reveals things to him. And the way God was revealing to Jesus, what made Jesus outstanding on the earth was the revelation he was getting from the Father from by the Spirit of grace, which is the Holy Spirit. That was exactly what made Jesus outstanding on the earth. All the miracle he did was because of that Spirit of grace that was in him that shows him what to do at, at the time he should do it. And he did many, many things. Because of the spirit of grace that was at work in his life. And the Bible said the father loved the son. That's why he showed him things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He showed him things. And that is why Jesus was a wonder on the earth. Hallelujah. So you see, even the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So not all the challenges that we face in life is from is is, is is the devil trying to attack us. No. Some of them might be that God or the Holy Spirit is allowing some circumstances to come into your life in order to guide you into his purpose. Hallelujah. He led him into the wilderness. And remember, if you read the book of Matthew, I'm not going there this morning, that was where the breakthrough of Jesus started. That was where the whole transition of his death and his resurrection started from. After the 40 days of the fast, he led him into the wilderness. So, the spirit of grace will lead you in some way that are not normal to the human senses. So, when he's, when he's leading you, don't try to process what he's telling you with your mind. Because it is too much for your mind to process. 
it is it will be too much for your mind to process it hallelujah and you see if you look at the miracle of jesus what jesus did in the bible the bible says in john chapter 21 and verse 25 because of how he was led by the spirit of grace because of the the operation of the spirit of grace in his life his life was an unending streams of the miraculous the life of jesus was an unending stream of the miraculous and the bible says in john chapter 21 and verse 25 he said and there there are also many other things which jesus did if they should be all recorded one by one in detail i suppose that even the word itself could not contain have room for the books that will be written why this is the bible that is to say not every miracle that jesus did was recorded in the scriptures he said there will be no room if they were all to be recorded glory to god why he was led by the spirit of grace hallelujah glory to god now galatians chapter 4 verse 6 said the way jesus was a son god is telling us we are also sons of god we we are designed to be led by the spirit of grace and galatians 4 verse 6 it says and because you really are his sons you are his daughters god has sent the same holy spirit of his son into our hearts crying Abba father glory to god the same spirit of god that made jesus astounding on the earth the same spirit of grace that made him do miracles signs and wonders that could no longer be recorded if they had to be recorded in books that same spirit of god is in our lives we are not slaves we are sons we are not slaves we are sons and daughters of god we have become a joint heir with christ glory to god i said we have become a joint heir with christ we are not just the believers and the receivers we are the carrier and the giver of the divine life glory to god we are the carrier and the giver of the divine life because the life of christ is now at work in our lives can you shout glory to god the same holy spirit the same spirit of grace is at work in you can you shout glory to god hallelujah hallelujah you see john chapter 16 and verse 15 the bible says everything that the father has is mine that is jesus talking that is what i meant when i said that he the spirit the spirit of grace we take the things that are mine and we reveal and we declare and we disclose and we transmit it to you can you shout hallelujah see the spirit of grace want to take you want to take the mind of god the thoughts of god the desires of god the plan of god the will of god and 
the will of God concerning every circumstance and every situation in your life. The Spirit of Grace wants to take those minds of God and thoughts of God and ideas and strategies of heaven. And He wants to take them and release them to you. He wants to take them and reveal them to you. He wants to take them and declare them to you. He wants to take them and disclose them to you. And He wants to take them and transmit them to you. Glory to God. You want to transmit those ideas. It's only divine ideas by the Holy Spirit will make you outstanding on the earth. If you walk by mere human mind and understanding, you're going to be limited. But the Bible says that same spirit is in us. You see, success is knowing and fulfilling the will of God for your life. That is what success is. And you cannot do it on your own. You need the spirit of grace to guide you and to lead you. He knows where the job is. He knows where the car is. He knows where the house is. He knows where to deliver you from. He knows. The spirit of grace knows everything about your life and how to lead you into that place. Can you say glory to God? So the thing is, you are never going to fulfill the God's, fulfill God's plan for your life until you allow the Spirit of Grace to lead you. And the question is, are we willing? Are we very willing to yield to the leading of the Spirit of Grace? Would would you allow? Would you make a decision for the unseen partner to lead you? Can you say glory to God? That is how we are designed to live. Amen? Now, I want to show you something before we go to the communion this morning. And you see, this is very, very important for us. Everything God, you see, the Bible said, the kingdom of God is in us. In us. It's not in heaven. It's in us. It's inside you. Every solution to every challenge, every solution to every confusion in our life is inside us. It's inside we have to give the spirit of grace the opportunity to guide and lead you. Glory to God. He, need to, he wants to lead us. He, everything you're looking for now, the answer is inside you. The answer is already there. But will you allow that spirit of grace to guide each and every step of your life? Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, I want to show you something here. The ministry of the law versus the ministry of the spirit of grace. Glory to God. You see, this is very important. So I want to look at the ministry of the law. You see, if you read Exodus chapter 25 and verse 8, the Bible says that God was talking to Moses. He said, let them make a sanctuary for me so I may live among them. It's all this while God, the Spirit of God has been looking for a way to live inside of a man. Glory to God. In the oldest, God couldn't do it. He has to say, let them make a sanctuary. And it's after you make that sanctuary, I want you to make an ark of testimony and put the ark inside the sanctuary. 
He said, he told Moses, that is where I'm going to meet you to talk to you. Glory to God. You see, in the Old Testament, if you read it, the Spirit of God is on special people. Not everybody carries the Spirit of God. Maybe, uh, uh, maybe uh, uh, king, the king or the prophet or those who have special assignment are those people that have the Spirit on them. In the Old Testament, someone had to hear and go and tell them, glory to God. Now, in the case of the children of, children of Israel, like Moses is the only, was the only one God could speak to. Hallelujah. And you see, I want to show you something here. This is very, very powerful. Exodus chapter 40, verse 34. If you read the whole from Exodus, God went to um, in chapter 40 now. He said, he said, and after they met all the the tabernacle and the and the and the ark of testimony and all the things God asked them to do to do. The Bible says that after they met that, then the cloud covered the tabernacle and the glory of the Lord filled it. Now, this is the Spirit of God descending on the tabernacle like a cloud. And whenever that happens, Moses can never enter into that holy of holies. He can't get in there. All of them will stay outside. And you see how God was leading them. I want to read this. Exodus chapter 40, verse 36 and verse 37. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. this is very important. For those watching me, this is very important. This is going to help your life. Hallelujah. Whenever the cloud lifted and moved, the people of, the, of, of Israel journeyed onward following it. But if the cloud stayed, they stayed until it moved. Glory to God. Doubt. See, God couldn't get in them. But God tried to get among them so he can lead them. The reason for salvation is for a relationship. The reason for salvation is because God wants to lead you. He wants to lead you. See, until that cloud moves, they don't go anywhere. As the cloud is moving, they are flowing the cloud. That was how God was leading them. I want to be among you so I can lead you. That was what God told them. That was the ministry of the law. Glory to God. But we are now in the ministry of the spirit of grace. Glory to God. We are now in the ministry. See, the spirit of God no longer dwells in tabernacles. He no longer dwells in the life of few people. It's now in you. You are carrying the kingdom in your life. The spirit of grace is now in you. In your life, glory to God. He wants to lead you. That is why when Jesus died and resurrected, he said, wait until I send you another comforter. It is someone who send you a comforter. Another comforter. He was a comforter. He said, another one is coming. This another one that is coming will be inside of you to lead you and to guide you and to direct you into the places of the promise. Can you shout glory to God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You see, as Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 14, as we wrap up this morning, the Bible says, Guide and keep with the greatest care the precious and excellently adopted truth which has been entrusted to you by the help of the Holy Spirit who makes his home in us. He now lives in us. 
this freedom grace is no longer among us it's now in us glory to god and he wants to direct every step hallelujah glory to god galatians chapter 5 and verse 18 but if you are guided and led by the holy spirit you are not subject to the law we are no longer under the law the spirit of god is in us the spirit of god now live inside us he want to lead you i don't know whom i'm talking to this morning he want to lead your life will you work don't just wake up and take decision that is why some of us are very confused would you always ask him to lead you that's the question because he's going to lead you into the place of flourishing in every decision you make god must lead you you must ask lord what is the next step lord what will you have me do in this situation lord put your plans and your thoughts and your will and your strategies in my mind let them be heavy in my mind you must ask god to lead you you must tell god that you are prime and ready for what he wants to do in your life in this season can you shout hallelujah so this one i want to floor every one of us those watching your line every decision you make this month from this month onward you must be led by the spirit of grace he has a solution to every confusion in your life and i decree for you this morning every confusion in your life comes to an end this morning and i receive a decree divine direction in your life divine direction in your life no more confusion god will lead you and guide you and order your steps into the place of the promise can you show glory to god and i pray over your life right now the confusion is gone and direction has come in the mighty name of jesus glory to god are you blessed this morning where you are seated or where you're watching from your home i want to pray this simple prayer with me lord lead me direct my steps lead my life wherever you are afraid of prayer with me right now number shadow father we commit our lives into your hand lead us guide us instruct us we are waiting for your guidance we can't do it on our own without the Holy Spirit. We're going to wait patiently until your guidance comes into our hearts. In the name of Jesus, put your plan and your will heavy on my heart. So that until I fulfill it, I will not have peace. In the name of the Lord Jesus, pray the prayer wherever you're watching me from this morning. Put your guidance, put your spirit, activate the spirit of God in my spirit so that until I obey the divine direction from heaven, the peace of God will be withdrawn from me. Glory to God. Father, we thank you. Let your spirit be empowered in our soul. Let your spirit be empowered in our mind. In the mighty name of Jesus, guide each and every step that we take in this month and let your name be glorified in jesus name hallelujah if you are watching me this morning and jesus is not the lord of your life i'm telling you that is the first step for your salvation and if you're watching me this morning online and you have not given your life to jesus i want to give you an opportunity to make jesus the lord of your life hallelujah and if you are, if you want to do that i want to that's a prayer on your screen I want you to do that prayer with me right now 
And after you do the prayer, some information will be dis disclosed on the screen. Try to get to us. We're going to pray for you and lead you into the right way of how to live a godly life and fulfill your destiny. Hallelujah. So I'm going to go to prayer pray with me right now. If you, are, if you have not given your life to Jesus, you want to do it this morning. Oh God in heaven, I believe with all my heart that Jesus has been raised from the dead. I receive your word and I repent of my sin. I renounce the past. Come into my heart. Lord Jesus, I receive my forgiveness. I receive the new birth. Cleanse and wash in the word and in the precious blood of Jesus. Fill me with your spirit in Jesus' name. If you're afraid of prayer, there will be some information on that screen. Just follow you to get to us. And if you are not close to us, look for any Bible-believing church that is close to you and go there, let them grow your faith in Christ. As you do that, the Lord will bless you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We are going to the communion section right now. Uh, wherever, you, wherever you are watching from, I want to get some non-alcoholic drink and privileges. Just get it. We're going to be going to a communion service this morning. And I'm very sure that the Lord will bless you this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're going to be going to a communion service this morning. Mosheta Gorombo Ligada. Mosende Liga Borondia. Can someone get me uh, a little one cup, one cup of the of, of the drink, please. Hallelujah, glory to God. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Now, before we take the communion, I want to show you something from the scripture so that that will, that will empower your faith this morning. Hallelujah. God bless you. So, get some juice, get something. I'm going to pray this morning. Before we do that, before we do that, I want to I want to uh, to turn with me to. You can, you can follow, follow me on the screen. What will the communion do in my life? What will this communion do? I want you to understand what we're doing. Communion, I want you to understand it because it's going to boost your faith. Hallelujah. Number one, this communion is for supernatural eyesight. Inside and foresight. It's going to make you to see ahead. It's going to make you to think ahead. And you're going to take your head of your fears and your contemporaries. Con confusion ends in your life. You see, Luke chapter 24 and verse 30 to 31, the Bible talking about when Jesus rose from the dead, there were two of his disciples that were, they followed him on the road of Amos. Hallelujah. They followed him on the road of Amos. And the Bible says that now he came to pass as he sat at the table with them. He took bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were open. They knew him and he vanished from their eyes. They were not physically blind. But they said their eyes were open. They were not blind before. They were not blind. That was spiritual blindness. So what this communion will do for you, every spirit of spiritual blindness, deafness, and insensitivity to the voice of the spirit, this communion will take it away from you. You will hear clearly the voice from heaven telling you, look at the way, follow it. Can you shout a loud amen? Number two, this communion will resurrect everything that is dead in your life. Whatever that is dead and weak in your body, in your life, this communion will raise you up in the name of Jesus. John chapter 6 and verse 53. Then Jesus said to them, most assuredly I say unto you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. 
So this is not just bread and wine or juice. This become the blood and the flesh of Jesus. As it gets into your life, it gives life to anything dead in your body. In the name of Jesus. Now I want to show, I want to talk about this a little bit. John chapter 17 and verse 2. Just as you have granted him power and authority over all flesh, over all flesh, including your flesh. The Bible says that God has granted Jesus authority over all flesh. Glory to God. Is it in the realms of the spirit? The only way you can invoke a person is by calling the name of the person in the name of the spirit. When you call Jesus, you are invoking the authority and the power of Jesus into your life. When you say Jesus, you invoke that power. So when you start to take that bread and say this become the flesh and the blood of Jesus, you are invoking the authority and the power in Jesus and in that name. And as that name that thing becomes the flesh of Jesus, like you read that. He said, you, you have authority over every flesh. That is to say, when this flesh of Jesus gets into your flesh, glory to God. When this flesh of Jesus gets into your flesh, it will subdue every cancer, every leukemia, every blood disease. Every high blood pressure, every diabetes, every liver disease, every lung disease, every bladder infection, every kidney failure, every mental disorder, every head pain, waist pain, back pain, head pain, anything you're going through, as this flesh gets into your life, that thing is subdued in the name of Jesus. That disease leaves your body in the name of Jesus. That weakness turned to strength. That confusion turned to wisdom in the name of Jesus. As this flesh enters into you, everything subdued you will be subdued. Everything stopping you will be stopped in the name of Jesus. This becomes the flesh of Jesus. When it gets into your body, it takes authority. It takes authority over anything that does not look like Christ in your body. Glory to God. And the Zoe, the eternal life of God, will begin to manifest in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Number three, what will this coming on do in my life? It will enforce your release and your total redemption. Can you shout the Lord, amen? Ephesians 1 verse 7. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. You have redemption, redemption through his blood. By this coming on you are redeemed. The word redeemed means to be, to be brought back. God has brought you back. It means that you have been regained by God, reforced by God. It means that there was a divine swap. You are no longer the love where you used to be. So you are redeemed by this coming on this morning from every assault of the enemy 
in the name of Jesus. Our last scripture before we take the communion this morning is Hebrews chapter 9 verse 12. He went once for all, mark the word once for all, into the holy of holies of heaven, not by virtue of the blood of goats and calves, by which to make reconciliation between God and man. But he or his own blood, but his own blood, having found and secured a complete redemption and everlasting release for us. An everlasting release for someone at the sound of my voice. I decree an everlasting release. Release from Satan. Release from sin. Release from sickness. Release from weakness. Release from brokenness. Release from fear. Release from anxiety. Release from depression. Release from low self-esteem. Release from defeat. Release from disaster. Release from deformity. In the name of Jesus, by this communion, I command everything that is dysfunctional in your life begin to function well. In the name of Jesus, every failed organ and failing system in your body will begin to receive the life of God. Receive life in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to take that communion in your hand. We are going to communion blessing right now. Hallelujah. As, we, as I wrap up this message this morning, there's a prayer on your screen. Communion blessing. You're going to pray that together with me. And you're going to take the communion. And as you take that communion this morning, today marks the end of that attack in your life. Today marks the end of defeat. The last cry you cried is the last one in your life. From this moment, only celebration is what will happen in your life and your destiny, in your family, in your house, in the name of Jesus. Are we ready? By faith, I decree that this become the blood and the flesh of Jesus. And as I partake, as I partake of this communion, the divine exchange is enforced in my life. I receive the supernatural insight and foresight. I root out sickness, the darkness, weakness, brokenness, disease, depression, anxiety, shame, disgrace, fear, defeat from my life. And I enforce my healing, my deliverance, my restoration, my peace, my harvest, and my breakthrough. In Jesus' name, you can never take up the communion. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, as you have take that communion, change has begun in your life. In the name of Jesus. Your liberty is enforced. And heaven has endorsed it. Your liberty is enforced and endorsed in the name of Jesus. Heaven has confirmed it. And the rest of your days will be the best of your days. In the mighty name of Jesus. The rest of your days will be the best of your days. In Jesus name. 